Welcome to this week's episode of the Hot Topics podcast, the place where the global thinkers, innovators, and disruptors come to share their thought leadership on the fast-moving tech ecosystem. Coca-Cola is everywhere. It's an iconic American brand recognized instantly around the globe and sold in more than 200 countries worldwide. And with a whopping 1.7 billion servings of Coke products devoured every single day, its beverages are consumed more than any other and that's by a seriously long way too. So you'd imagine that the individual tasked with filling the CTO role at a company with revenues of 46 billion would have a pretty hefty role on his hands, and you are right. His name is Alan Boehm, and we caught up with him, where he began by giving us a little insight into the role of the CTO at one of the world's most recognisable brands. So Alan, thank you for joining us. So first up, how do you define the CTO role within an organisation like Coca-Cola? You know, the, the CTO role is very challenging. You know, we're, this is one of the world's largest corporations. It operates in over 190 plus countries. It's 24 by 7 by 365. Um, it's, a, it's, it's a challenging but, but a fun, fun role at the same time. So what do you define as, as the biggest challenges you're facing right now as a company? You know, so, so this is about transformation. You know, the Coca-Cola company has been around for 129 years. Um, Jokingly, I'll say some of our systems have been around 129 years. <laughs> but, but the reality is, you know, as every large corporation, we're transforming ourselves. We are growing like crazy in parts of the world. And, and in other parts of the world, we're reconnecting with consumers. Uh, we're so multifaceted from supply chain issues and challenges to consumer interactions that there's, it's never a dull moment. And we just have to be very nimble and agile, and, that, and that's what we're becoming, more nimble and agile every day. And, and how are you incorporating new technologies to improve the customer experience? So, you know, new technologies are all around us. It used to be years ago that corporations would drive the technology to the consumer. Today, the consumers are driving corporations. So you can't do it from a central location. You have to leverage your network. Coca-Cola has the biggest network of employees around the world, over 700,000. We have people in our system that bring things to us. We have friends and partners, large retailers, small retailers, movie theaters, restaurants. They bring things to us. And, and by partnering, that's how we're able to stay ahead, stay current, and, and move the company forward. And, and as we see the creation of new roles at sea level, chief digital officer, chief security officer, data officer, how does that change the responsibility of, of a CTO? Now, the CTO has to interact. So the CTO, in many cases, in addition to being responsible for the operations and infrastructure, has to play in the white spaces. And there's white spaces between the new C-level roles, but you also have to become a business person. You, you need to understand the business as well as the business understands itself. You need to be a strategist to understand where the business is going. You need to be up to date on security. You need to be up to date on consumer trends. And you have to do it on a global basis. It's constantly changing. You can't do it yourself. You have to reach out and partner with everybody that you possibly can. In terms of partnerships, I know that you guys are putting a big focus on working with entrepreneurs and startups. How do you effectively do that as, as a large global organization? You know, we have multiple areas of innovation. We have our marketing ventures group. We have our accelerator group. I personally oversee the Bridge program, which is for young startups and entrepreneurs. We have our ventures and emerging brands organization. We have M&A. This is going on on a, on a regular basis all around the world. We collaborate. We're constantly looking for the best thing for the Coca-Cola company and the Coca-Cola company shareholders. So you're, you're having to reach out. You're having to be federated. You're having to think local. Our chairman and CEO, Mutar Kent, 
encourages us every day to wake up, think how we're going to innovate, how we're going to do the right thing for the community, the right thing for the company, and the right thing for our consumers. And that's what we do every day. And what are the key areas that you guys are looking to collaborate around with earlier stage businesses? So if you're dealing with earlier stage startups, you're looking for those things that are disruptive. You're looking for those things that are going to give you a competitive advantage and maybe even an unfair competitive advantage. So certainly because in many ways we're a marketing company on one hand, we do look at technology and marketing. But we're also the world's largest supply chain company. We have over 250,000 vehicles on the road every single day. So if we can look at things in the supply chain area, if we can look at things in the marketing and advertising space, those are great areas of digital disruption. And that's what we're doing. At the same time, we are looking at our productivity, just like any corporation does. That means moving more and more to the cloud, getting out of the data centers. So we're spending a lot of time looking for those things that will help us with productivity as well. And as a startup, given that technology budgets are falling under the responsibility of different roles at sea level within different functions of a business, how do I know who to try and engage with? Now, that, that's been the, uh, the challenge for years. I, I help a lot of startups in the Silicon Valley. I work with a lot of the venture capital firms. You know, the, the thing that we teach our startups in our bridge program is we teach them how to map the organization, how to understand who the buyer is, where you go, how you approach them, how do you communicate with a large company. There's a lot of what I call telling a story that most startups don't have, and that's what we're helping our startups with in our programs today. So the, there isn't a simple answer because some corporations are top-down, some are completely federated. The same thing that we do in trying to find startups my, 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 the best advice I can give is follow the money. And, and I know that Coke has launched an accelerator program which is rolling out globally. We're seeing a lot of large corporations do this. How do you think you launch and then run a successful accelerator program? So, so let me talk about what we call the bridge program, which is what I'll, I'll term actually as a commercialization program or commercialization <laughs> engine. And it differs from accelerators in many different ways. One, we partner with accelerators. We don't compete. Second, we work with the incubators. We work with the investors. We work with lots of different startups, whether you're in the program or not in the program. We work with the community in general. And, and what we're doing is we're trying to be that finishing school, that company that helps the startups polish up themselves so they can sell to the Fortune 100, Fortune 500, Global 2000 companies without missing a beat. There's a lot of things that a startup needs to learn. There's a thing called an indemnification clause. There's insurance. There's all kinds of regulations. There's security requirements that corporations have. We help them learn how do they work within the, the rules of the game. We, learn, we help them learn how to tell a story of who they are so they can attract investors, so they can attract employees, so they can attract companies. So we're different. We, we, we listened to a lot of people and said what was missing in the market. And what was missing in the market was that finishing school in order to make them successful. We know that we are on the right track. In the first program that we had with our accelerator, the bridge, we were able to have 17 trials in 14 different countries in six months. One of those has led to a contract. Another one is negotiating a contract. And last week in Atlanta, we announced one of them is actually getting an investment from us, which was completely unplanned. We just completed round two, the next set that came in. I don't have the final tallies, but I believe the numbers of, of uh, pilots has actually exceeded the first round. And I can see that some of these are having amazing impacts. One of them actually 
if we play the numbers out right, it's an industrial play for manufacturing, it potentially could save 5% uh, of the energy bill in every one of our factories just by implementing their technology. Financially, that's a great savings. More importantly, that's great for the environment. Cool. And lastly, if we look at 2016, you had to kind of lay out three main themes for technology in the enterprise. What would they be? You know, continue moving to the cloud, rethinking the network and network-based security. The network is, uh, is so important. Networking has not been disrupted in the last 15 to 20 years. Everybody is doing the same thing. So we really have to, as an industry, look at how networking is done because more and more things move into the cloud, whether it be SaaS or PaaS or home-built. It's all connected via networking. So we have to rethink the networks. You've got cloud and network, and then we're always looking at consumer and consumer interaction. So I think those are the three. We're, we're touching everything, but those are really the three for next year. Alan, thank you for your time. Great, thank you. You've been listening to the Hot Topics podcast. For more content, including live events and videos, visit hottopics.ht.